Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. 
Sports Talk Radio Every weekend night with Princess Cooper Never had it so good radio Now on 101.1 And it's 24-7 The world's best radio station In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, I am so pleased and happy to be here with you and to be given the opportunity to talk to you about the things that have true meaning in our lives. There is so much going on in the world that we need to discuss and to de- develop opinions on so that we can map out the ne- necessary plans that we have to defeat those who want to take us in the wrong direction. And it is about time for us to decide that we have uh, – been sitting on the sidelines too long and that we need to engage ourselves and engage those around us so that we can be a force to be reckoned with. It is time for me to recognize that you, that all of us are prepared to do what's right and in, and do what is needed to get us going in the right direction. I want to make this um What's on your mind Tuesday? Uh, So often I come to the table with what's on my mind, and we end up discussing it, everything. And there's so many things to discuss today, and maybe there's some things we need to go back over uh, as well. So I want to give everybody an opportunity to just 
to speak their minds and and figure out what what is going on. We see Rex Tillerson has been uh, dismissed, um, and this is an ongoing saga about people getting fired. Uh, we see that uh, President uh, Trump has went to um, California and said some disparaging things against some of the leadership in California as he continues to uh, praise uh, building a wall. Uh, uh, we see another one of his aides uh, is under uh, uh, inve- uh, investigation for uh, something. They haven't said what it was. Uh, it is so many things out there to talk about. Uh, we see where uh, Donald Trump once at one point talked about how people are afraid of the NRA, but it seems like he's afraid of the NRA because he's the one backing off of changing the age related to the gun weapons. And so, again, uh, we have so much to talk about. And as people call in, we just want to give everybody the opportunity uh, to voice their opinions and uh, lead the discussion uh, about what's going on in our world. And there's so much to be going on. Let me uh, take this moment out to just play something during the break and give everybody an opportunity to get on the show. So I'm going to take a break right now. You know I love music, and every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move, it makes me want to have fun, but it's something about this joint right here, this joint right here, it makes me want to...
How are you doing this evening, D? I'm doing great, James. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine. D, I have to tell you something, but I'm embarrassed to say it. You know, Daylight Savings Time uh, came on, right? And I was trying right. to figure out what made such a difference yesterday that I would have gotten discombobulated. And so what I was figuring finding out happened because I got all kind of alarms uh, on my computer and on my phone to let me know that uh, I, you know I need to get myself up and, and get busy. Well, what happened was it was so bright outside, which is not normal. And the show was really coming on when it started to get dark around six o'clock. But we had just mm-hmm. changed the time on Sunday, and when I was looking out my bedroom door, I mean window, it was so bright outside. I thought I had a little more time than I did, and I just flat went deep into a sleep. And when I woke up, it was past six o'clock. And I said, "Boy, mm-hmm. when you're using the, when you're using those little clues." to tell you what time it is outside of your watch, that's where you get messed up. Well, you know, James, I knew that's what happened to you. I, I sent this message. I said, uh, you didn't get confused by daylight saving time. <laughs> yeah. It caught, it caught me so much. I looked up, and I, it was so bright outside. I said, oh, it ain't nowhere near 6 o'clock yet because, you know, it ain't dark that's right. yet. Well, that's mm-hmm. what got me. I tried to figure out. I had never just. Fell asleep and went past it just like that. That's so easy. So yeah, that that's what it was. That's what it was. Well, what's on your mind today, uh, D? There's so much going on and there's so much turmoil and and uh, Trump giving us a lot to talk about. But what what's on your mind today? But James, I appreciate the option to uh, give us the opportunity to say what's on our mind because uh, that's where I am right now and. Um, so this is what's on my mind. Um, you know, I think what we're witnessing here is a uh, an elaborate attempt. Now, I'm going to be sure and specify that word. An elaborate attempt to uh, to overthrow the country. Um, you know, when you look at um, the players on the field, uh, one of which is um, uh, Fox News, which is uh, owned by uh, Beaver Murdoch, a huge supporter. And uh, and um, and the things that the Justice Department said that the Russians did to uh, sway our election. Now, let me, let me go back real quick uh, to say that when Donald Trump was asked a question uh, about a year ago about uh, how the Russians uh, would kill people uh, to have things done their way, and he blurted out, well, we've done the same thing. Well, the truth of the matter is we have, and we're experts at it. And, um, and uh, uh, the 32%. Of his of his base, uh, it's it's becoming evident that they're not as country hicks as one would probably uh, thought they were uh, initially. Um, the NR uh, the board members of the NRA may be part of that thirty percent. Uh, Before Murdoch, for sure, may be part of that thirty percent. 
uh, anybody else with a special interest to be had could be part of that 30%, which gives them uh, a huge array of power, more so than what we think is available. Now, real quick, let me say this. You know, uh, when uh, Jared Kushner and other members uh, met with the Russians uh, a few years ago, and the Russians was interested in doing what they do, all right? And they had no idea, but these um, these Americans that was uh, meeting with them let them know one good secret about America, and that was that we have a racial divide in this country. And if you want to be successful in what you're doing, then you should play around along the racial line. Now, when I saw the text that you sent today about the uh, the police officer pulling over the, the woman and told her that she, she had her license, that they were her lucky day, that all brings this to mind about my discussion. You know, um, we've heard mention of the dog whistle, and the dog whistle is when you get the country hicks to do your bidding. You know, uh, the American government and, and certain participants in the American government can't overthrow the country themselves, but they can get certain operatives like the country hicks to do that by blowing the dog whistle. And I think that's what we're witnessing. So, um, again, uh, I think right before our eyes, we're, we're, we're seeing an attempt, an elaborate attempt to overthrow the government. Uh, even real quick again, when um, the headlines should have been reading about uh, the Stormy Daniels situation, whereas he, uh, she gave the money back so she can have her interview with 60 Minutes, well, hey, uh, Donald Trump came out with a tweet in his own public uh, talking about how he wanted to have a meeting with uh, with the Korean uh, dictator and how the um, the the uh, the uh, Republican conclusion about their own findings that there was no collusion in uh, the Russian and Trump campaign. This had a non down headline that Stormy Daniels gave back that money. So, thank you, James. Well, let me just say this to you, and um, then we're going to go to George. They got all over Michelle Obama for saying she was, this was one of her proud, proudest moments of America. Uh, I want to put a twist on that. For me, being born in 1960 and going through all that we've gone through, because the momentum of times were going up. The momentum of life was making us look forward till tomorrow. I have to say that this is one of the worst periods in time for me related to what is becoming clear that there is a large, a much larger segment of America that hates people of color than I thought. I thought we were on the brink of putting this to bed, but it, it, it doesn't look that way to me now. Uh, Joyce, what's on this? What's on your mind Tuesday, Joyce? Uh, so disregard whatever hurt you heard unless you really want to get into it. But um, what's on your mind right now, Joyce? 
Well, good afternoon, everybody. I never did think for an instant that uh, we had arrived and people saw us different than what they actually see us for as far as uh, a minority. That is so prevalent. It's been prevalent, but we as a society, as blacks, some of us, once we got a little bit ahead, we, we, we felt and we wanted to believe that it does not apply to you anymore. But it does. You're, you're no different than the other little person that's beneath you. What's on my mind today is uh, O.J. Simpson. I feel so sorry for this brotherhood, pathetic. My thing is, why don't you just go somewhere and chill out? Stop ego tripping. Why would you do an interview stating and talking about hypothetical how you would kill and murder your wife with a knife, blood? This is so pathetic. And, And for them... To, to be able to video you talking like this and to be shown nationally, you've done nothing but mark yourself. This is ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. No respect. You're so egotistical. Um, that's what I hate about some people sometimes. When you arrive, you get the from and how you got there. Do not lose sight as to yes. what the vision is and the, the forest for the trees. And my thing is, is that we're just going to have to pray for this brother because he is one sad, stupid son of a gun. All he needs to do is just to go in a mountain somewhere. He needs to go to a place where nobody can recognize him. Uh, just be uh, just a hermit because, to me, you're irrelevant. Don't nobody want to hear anything that you say. And for you to brag about how you murdered and killed a white woman, <laughs> you something else. Thank you. <laughs> You you know uh, that's why I want wanted it to be what's on your mind because I'm glad you brought that up and I feel so much the same you know uh, when people question um, who we are in terms of people of color and whether or not we're racist or not I would never support murder of any kind. And the only reason I was happy with O.J. getting off was because so many people have gotten off who have who were who had done wrong to us that I just felt that it was necessary uh, for I don't know I just felt good about one of us getting off for a change, you know. But you're so right. He need to go somewhere and sit himself down be quiet, get his retirement pay, and just leave the world alone. We want to get beyond those kind of things that keep dividing us. Uh, Again, I was just mad at what they seem to try to be doing in that crowd of him. You know, anytime a man who was born from 1960 tell you he ain't never used the word, the N-word, I know you're a liar. And when you take blood to a scene where you got it in a file, that's just crazy. And I'm glad uh, Reverend Smith is on. You know, you just don't take blood from a a suspect and take it to the scene uh, uh, where he was and then tell us, you know, you, you got to be a beyond approach. And these people tried to uh, do things that showed they were they were willing to paint the evidence in order to convict him. But now I'm ready for him to walk off stage, stage right, and never be seen again, and just go on about his business. 
Uh, Reverend, Reverend Smith, this is uh, What's On Your Mind Tuesday, and you can talk about anything we've talked about or go off on your own little soapbox. How are you doing this evening? <laughs> I'm doing great, thank God. How are you all doing this afternoon? <laughs> Just say good evening, everyone. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm listening to what you all are saying, and I'm, I'm in agreement more so with Cheryl and what she's speaking of in reference to OJ. I'm very disappointed and that of the the level of his ignorance after all of the things that has happened to him, he still comes out. He still come back out after being in prison and everything, knowing these people want him in jail, regardless of what, and he's still acting the fool. And, and, and everybody knows he's getting his retirement check, and it's enough <laughs> to last him from now on. Every year he get that Three hundred and some thousand dollars, or more, more whatever it is. Uh, so why don't he? Why don't he go on somewhere and just sit down? And but my thing is, I'm, I'm I just I just been having a a thing about the word two words, the church, the church, and what's happening to the church. And I, I'm very disappointed in being a pastor and being a child of God at the things that I see in our churches today and, 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 and how some things that I even done that today I'm very ashamed that I allowed those things to transpire under my, under my tutelage of a, as a pastor. It, it, we've gotten so far away from God. We as individuals have gotten so far away from God in the church, and then we got the audacity to want people from the outside to come in now, come in, and listen to what I have to say. Listen to what I'm doing. What we really got to realize is that if it's not what you say, what you do. How do you carry yourself? How do you react, and how do you act? Are you Are you still... Uh, all, only thing that you're doing, you got people in the pulpit today who won't even allow people to be buried in their church because they didn't, they didn't, they mispaying their tithe. Now, come on, folks, come on. That is so. That's sad. You got people in the church today who are actually supposed to be pastors and 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 other people of higher art who who's, who's limiting God has placed in place. Because you don't happen to be a frat brother, or you don't happen to be in their little cliques and things of this nature. God is not pleased with how we are acting and doing. And that was my thing. I just got this thing right now about the church. And I'm getting ready to write a book about the church. And it it is not going to be pretty, and I don't care, because I'm, I'm all right. So it can't hurt me. But my thing is that it is just somebody got to speak out. Somebody got to say something. And it's a lot of good pastors. A lot of good But it's just, it's just sick. It's just sad. It's just sad. Reverend Smith, let me just say this to you. And I, 
when you make that statement about that, it, it is something to be at a place and time in your life uh, that you can raise your head uh, so that the radar is aware of you, but it ain't nothing they can do about it. <laughs> you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. a comforting place. You know, when God yes, says, God said, bless the child that has his own. Amen. And uh, when I know that it, I'm going to be able to eat, and ain't nothing nobody can do about it, it allows me a little more flexibility to share my thoughts without being afraid. And uh, so that's right. what I thought when you made that statement. And I do want to know where the clergy is related to what's going on in our world right now. Uh, D, they seem to be very quiet. They seem to be very quiet. We said this before. Uh, they're all, they, they are silent. Now that this girl has paid that hundred and thirty thousand back, and uh, she is going to be able to to show all those uh, texts and emails, and I don't know what she got uh, to uncover. But it, I wonder what they're going to say when they see this. You know, they didn't say anything or didn't hold him accountable when he made all them statements on that bus, or uh, they didn't hold him accountable when he was making fun and re, uh, ridiculing uh, people who had uh, conditions. And, and the, you know, the uh, reporter who had uh, epilepsy or something. You know, this man, they have allowed this man to be able to talk about people in all kind of disgusting ways, and they, had re- they, they supported him. So what are they going to do now that this girl has paid that 130000 back and she finna let the floodgates open. Well, I'm gonna tell you what they're gonna do, James, because they've already started. Uh, they're gonna start talking about the Bible. Exactly. Uh-huh. That's exactly. right. They're gonna go back. They're gonna go back to the root and try to reestablish themselves as uh, as being Christian. Now, um, Pastor Smith, I gotta tell you, I'm on board with you, and no disrespect to Miss Kathy, who hadn't been here in a minute. But um, my observation has been that people have started to use Christianity as their weapon of choice to try to yes. persuade people, yes. to try to persuade people to their way of thinking. And uh, the evangelicals, uh, you know, uh, they was on, on board with Donald Trump because uh, certain people played to them played to them to get their attention. Then mm-hmm. when he uh, had, when the real Donald Trump came out, and then you got people that, uh, some evangelical radio will allow these uh, talking point people to come on the radio to try to instill uh, mixed politics and Christianity to further their agenda. And that's what I'm talking about, where people just want to, want to be part of certain cliques to further their agenda. And I'm kind of sick and tired of that. I really am. Um, and so, with, like Tyrone used to say, now, this is the year of exposure. Uh, that's what it is. But, yeah, they're going to go back to the, to the Bible. They're not going to talk about it. They're not going to talk about it. And um, and to further my point about um, this coup thing, um, when uh, they were trying to say that um, uh, Trump was, was hoping to uh, keep 60 Minutes from airing the show. 
and and due to the First Amendment, that's that's highly improbable. Okay, we we got that. But the people that own the the network can stop showing it in a certain area of of the country. They can block that. So mm-hmm. uh, we we might not see it down here in the red painted south. That's right. We won't we won't see it down here. All they gotta do is not show it. Just like when I said in the grocery in the grocery store, you, uh, the tabloids have never showed said anything negative about Trump. But you know, throughout throughout modern time, they had something to say about everybody. So there's mm-hmm. there's a block, block there's a blockage going on. Uh, to Miss uh, Audrey's point about OJ, uh, uh, it has come to my uh, observation that that was Joyce. Hey D, let me I'm just Joyce. change. That was Joyce, not uh, Audrey. Audrey is on with us, but that was Joyce. Okay, I want to say this real quick. Go man. ahead. Um, it has come to my uh, uh, attention that we can't change nobody's opinion. That's what OJ seems to be trying to do. He's trying to buy back the opinion of white folks, and they, mm-hmm. their opinion of us, their opinion of us is set in stone, and they are showing that to be true. So he's just wasting the time trying to do that. But uh, and that, I think that's what's going on with that. Thank you, James. Well, one of the things that is obvious is that you have to come to grips with the fact that there is no way for OJ to legitimize himself anymore. He needs to just go ahead and enjoy his life because he's done so much damage to his brand that it can't be restored. And so that's what he needs. You know, he damaged himself. Had he not gone back in there and went back to jail, sat out some time, he may have been able to come back. But because he he violated the law again and went to jail, it's it's a wrap. You know, people have moved on, and nobody wants to hear about him anymore. You know, but the other part about the uh, Angelicals, and I don't know why I can't pronounce that rank correct. I just hate <laughs> to see two-faced people. Uh, Reverend Silver, I'm I'm real upfront about what my sins are and what issues I need to work on, and I don't try to be any more than who I am. But when people try to suggest that they're so holier than thou, and they're unwilling to come down on the least amount of sin that they see right in front of their faces. Now, do we remember that the New Jersey governor had to step down because he regularly saw a uh, a prostitute or uh, right. oh gosh, what do they call it? Um, he regularly saw, he spent about $9,000 a month with his escort. Yeah, he had to step so. down. Okay, they thought he was doing money laundering, and when they were checking it out for why he was spending this $9,000 every month, he had a kept girl, and so he had to step down. So now here we have the president who avoided it coming out at the time of the election, 11 days before the election, and he paid, he had, who in the world, I don't know, a friend. And Reverend I mean, Lord knows, uh, you have been with us for a while now, and a lot of people on here have been with us for a while. And had I had some money and then anybody needed it, I would more than be willing to share it with you. But I still ain't to give you no 130000 because you don't got messed around with no hooker. That is, you know, if you need a heart change, uh, uh, kidney, uh, 
a new kidney. You know what I'm saying? We talking about something you really yeah. need, but to cover up a hooker? No. You're yeah. going to have to live with that, but I'm sorry. And so yeah. it is so obvious that had had this came out on President uh, uh, I mean, Obama. Uh, Barack Obama, it would have been a wrap. Okay? Yeah, it would have been a wrap. But, um, but let's let say this. Is, this is this is uh, what's on your mind Tuesday. So we we just been running our mouth about different things. Joyce talked a little bit about um, O.J. Simpson. Uh, we talked about uh, the you know uh, uh, Donald Trump and his craziness is going on with firing all these people that are part of his administration. Uh, so uh, feel free to jump in, Andre. Uh, what's on your mind today? I tell you what, these are some interesting topics, and we all have a lot that we're thinking about and concerned about. I think one of the um, things that's um, on my mind today just have to do with the midterm elections. It's so important that we make a difference. I mean, um, having our voices heard is important, and uh, voting is definitely a way of making sure that we are hearing, you know, having our voices heard. So, uh, again, just everything that's going on in our communities, uh, you know, let's make sure that we're involved in it. Um, I think one of the things that I'm most proud of is the conversation and dialogue uh, that's occurring uh, from the Black Panthers. Um, You know, we have so many things that we're chasing, and that divides us. But, you know, let's make sure that we pause and, and recognize the positive that we have, especially for our youth. That's that's the important piece for me. Uh, and, Audrey, when I hear you say that, what was on my mind, you know, as we think about Black Lives Matter and about the Black Panthers, I want to be supportive of both of those groups, but I need both of those groups to kind of change uh, their mission. And what I mean by that, they need to be involved in everything that has to do with African Americans and uh, what is defeating us, and we cannot afford for ten to twenty percent of our race to be out there shooting and killing each other. We need to ask for law and order, not only from police officers, but law and order in our communities, so our young people can grow up to be who they are and not be afraid of getting shot because they live in the wrong community. We need to uh, do a better job of policing ourselves before we ask others to police us better. Now, that's the last part I definitely agree with, the importance of us making sure that we're taking action and not waiting for one or two organizations because, let me tell you, no or no one or two organization would get it 100% right, James. It, it just won't happen. Uh, so what we do is recognize what it is that's important to us and let us be the change. Uh, we, we can't keep waiting for a leader. We can't keep waiting for an organization. Each one of us are designed, gifted, and equipped. So let's just make sure we're doing our part. Uh, but I don't look for those organizations to be the answer to all. Uh, I support what they, um, you know, the positive that I view as what they're achieving, but I know I'm not going to get it all in a one-shop stop. It, it, it's not going to happen. 
All right, uh, Joyce. Uh, what you know? I know you uh, led us into the uh, O.J. Simpson topic, but what you know? Anybody said anything that you'd like uh, to expand upon, or is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, I, I think you kind of conf- you, you you might be misunderstanding on her second part about the Black Panthers. I'm assuming that she was talking about the movie that is a positive impact, and they plan on making a sequel to that. Right. That has right. been the most uh, 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 highest paid movie ever, Black Panther. Don't get that mistaken with the organization. She was thinking about. Uh, she was so proud of uh, our young people and our youth getting involved because that was something that they can recognize. You used to see those right. kids dancing. They were so proud of being black. I see them going around, crossing their, their hands on their, on their chest. That's who we are. That's what we're all about. And it did not take a white person to show us that. It took a brother to show us and to bring out the positiveness in us, what we need to continue that way and to repeat it. When we look at each other, Look at each other with pride. Say hello. Don't look a glance down to the feet when you see me when you with your sister with your with the other party. I Amen. want you to say hello, sister. How you doing today? Don't be walking Amen. around like you must the top dog. And then when you see me, you want to look down and glance at the feet. You know, because if it's me, I might approach you and make you speak to me. I'm gonna call you on it. So my thing is, we got to have pride in who we are, and when we see someone like us, we got to recognize and give each other that respect to say that. Amen. I love you, sister. Amen. You are so proud. Right. You make me. I'm glad to see you. That's who we need to do. Thank you. That's what we need. To, that's right. That's right. That's right. And for Reverend, you know, I, I'm and I'm hope I didn't go to see uh, the movie Black Panther, and I hope uh, it. And I was real proud, though, to hear that it was a, the uh, largest grossing film uh, in America. You need to see or, it, James. Uh, you need to see it. Huh? You need to make time okay. to see it. You yeah, need to make time do. to see it. You really do. You, do. you know, you, yeah. you talk about all that we are current and stuff. It, it, you have to make time for these type things. And, 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 um, watch, and watch the storyline. Because a lot of people are still missing the actual storyline of Black Panther. But please watch the storyline on Black Panther. It is powerful. It is powerful. It is powerful. It is definitely powerful. Yeah, we're talking about it being just a black movie. But that, whosoever wrote that, they wrote a powerful, powerful storyline. And it had something to do with the showing, the uh, first of all, how we as individuals sometimes become selfish and want to hold everything to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell you about the rest of it, but we it, it has a beautiful, powerful story. Really does. How we view really ourselves, how we view ourselves, what we're capable yeah. of, uh, yeah. our legacy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's so many. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. It really is. It was a brother who wrote it, and he was 32 years old. Hello. Yeah. Amen. Good. James, that's, I that's, encourage you, don't let tough. this be a missed opportunity. This is part of history. And for many reasons, and, you know, from that, again, it, it allows us to start the dialogue with our young people. What did they see in Amen. it? And help them to Amen. go beyond just the surface. Let's go a little right. deeper. This is our opportunity here. Right, right. It is a tremendous opportunity. And, and, and so James, don't be, James, don't, James, don't be ashamed. Go ahead, go. I went by I, I went by myself, and I bought me a big bucket of popcorn and a drink. 
and I watch it by myself. So going by yourself ain't no shame, okay? It is, it is definitely not. As a matter of fact, you have confidence. I have on several occasions gone to the movies, out to dinner. If it's something that I want to do, I'm going to do it. And don't yeah, it, do it doesn't it. depend on someone else. So you no, can do that. That's right. Right. Go ahead, hey, uh, D, get me out of this. What, what's on your mind? <laughs> well, uh, look, let me tell you, uh, Miss Joyce, Miss Audrey, and Pastor Smith are on point. Um, uh, what we're missing is the opportunity to uh, to indoctrinate, if I can use that word, our own. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you remember back in the day uh, as when we were coming up, that everybody, a lot of people are there. The core in their homes was uh, Afrocentric, you know, and and, yeah. and 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 that beauty has gotten away from us. And you know, so we already know, you know, for the lack of a better term, there's a new ministry to be had, y'all. And the ministry is for us to save our own. And you know, and, and uh, I've, I've had my issues with uh, with the clergy uh, not stepping up and and being interested in um, um, salvation and and sin, but 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 kind of shying away from prosperity. And you know, you know, you, you hear a lot of people say they they, they don't get into the prosperity uh, preaching, but you know, my contention is. That you know, we want to try to get away from the guilt so much, and because uh, to me, the guilt kind of keeps you stifled. And so, when you realize that we are a special people, see, and that you know, I think that's something that that white America didn't want us to realize. That's why they didn't want us to read. And so, you know, when we go back to the understanding that we are special. And creative people, um, I think that our young people see I, one thing: our young people don't have the idea of longevity, uh, especially if they have no notion of going to school and get a further education. Uh, those people in that arena, if they live to be thirty, they think they're old. So we got to show them that there's something more to, uh, there's something better than the actual age of, of thirty. Life just really just begins when you hit your thirties. You know, you uh you gather all your evidence about what life is, the do's and the don'ts, and by the time you're thirty, you start putting that thing together and then start making something of your life. So we, yeah, we we have our own ministry, and I implore all of you to take advantage of that and use uh all, all everything that God has given us: the technology, YouTube, the Facebook. Use all these things at our disposal to try to save our own folks. Thank you. You know, one of the things when I'm thinking forward, uh, I think about the fact that we have this new technology that allows us to talk to each other from all different parts of the world, and uh, it don't cost us anything, and we can reach millions and millions of people. And I have just gotten to the point where, I am just determined to just keep him putting one foot in front of the other. And as long as I am feeling like I am talking to people and people out there listening, 
I want to give them something to talk about. When you all talk about young people having the opportunity uh, to reinvent themselves and stop thinking thugs are the new America for African Americans and seeing that education and being smart opens up so many more doors and keeps America going in the right direction. America cannot afford to continue to incarcerate millions of people, men, women, white and black, uh, people of color, Asians and others, and so it does not affect our overall civilization. We need to take advantage of the brains that we're locking up, the brains that we're burying in our graveyards, and allow those brains to flourish in a way that benefits our communities, our cities, our states, our country, and our world. We're losing too much by allowing these kids to believe that they don't have value. Andre? I'm in total agreement. Uh, I, On several occasions, I'm always talking about the importance of our youth, and we can't just take it for granted that they'll learn and find a way. It's our responsibility to help them, to teach them, to mentor them, to coach them, to guide them.
but then you flip it and let them know how, why you understand what it is that they're going to and break it down as to how you see their situation. This way, that opens up their way of thinking and, and, and makes them see a bigger picture because we don't want our young people to remain one-dimensional in that think pattern. And we got to get away from the influence of we're, we're, we're hoping and, and thinking that the people that are in power are going to do the right thing because they're not. More than likely, most of them are up there for pure greed, self-preservation. If not, then they wouldn't stay as long as they are just to earn the money because they're not passing any, any programs. They're not passing any laws. They're not doing anything for the people. So what we got to do is get rid of the old blood and bring some fresh young people in there, those positions, and to get them to thinking as to what is wrong with America and what America needs to do to get back on the right track. More than likely, what we need, we need people or young people who think, who have a plight to go forward, start getting in these key positions and start moving that old blood out of the way. Thank you. Uh, let me ask you guys, because, you know, all of us can't always think the same. And I have to tell you, uh, I know there are a lot of people who are in favor of um, what they call uh, the number of years you can run for office and uh, term limitations. I, I really believe that we need to be responsible enough and mature enough and decide who we want. Uh, to be in office for us to uh, demand that we vote people out who don't give us what we want. And I think when we have term limitations, you're just giving away your power uh, to a a way that uh, determines that, you know, you're not going to have to get up and fight, that the person going to be out of office. I really wish I could have voted for President Barack Obama again. I don't know why it is we have to have term limitations for a president. Uh, you know, because I believe that if you got a good president, uh, why can't he run a, a, another term? Or why can't he uh, be out after two and then come back? You know, I mean, why are we limiting him only to two terms? Uh, because, you know, I understand the need not to have somebody who can become uh, so powerful that they never removed. But why can't he uh, run for two terms, sit out a term, and run again? Uh, I'm just, you know, that's my thoughts. I don't, I'm not a term limitation kind of person. Uh, Andre? That's the reason why we find ourselves in the position that we are in. We need someone to come in, take care of business, move on, give another person an opportunity. Uh, unfortunately, uh, James, people, as Joyce has mentioned, don't go in with the purpose of really to serve. Uh, it's about power and prestige. And, um, I mean, as many things that have been exposed this year and last year, uh, that's really not a reflection, I, I don't believe, of our uh, of our process, the way it was originally generated. But you have a lot of these Can't hear you, Andre. Yeah, you're breaking up, Andre. Uh, Reverend Smith, what are you, what are your thoughts? Uh, should are you uh, in 
Uh, do you like the idea of term limits? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, for the same reason that uh, Audrey was saying, uh, and it's also for Cheryl, uh, we, we can't allow a person, uh, no matter how good a person they are. The sad part about the term limit situation is they won't, they won't shut the loopholes that's in it, okay? There's supposed to be a, a limitation. But what happens is when they come out of the Senate, they still are able to go and sit out and run for the, for the, for the, uh, the House. When they come back out of the House, they're able to go run for the Senate again. So they never leave this place. They are constantly there. And it should be that once you have spent eight years, period, in the Senate or the House, you no longer have the opportunity. We do need new blood up there. But every time a new blood like this, if this guy Lamb from uh, Pennsylvania, is it Philadelphia? Yeah. If he wins tonight, he has the right ideas. But what happens? You saw the movie by Eddie Murphy. They will try and corrupt him. They, we won't put you on. They are so powerful that we're not going to put you on any committees or anything else unless, unless you go our way or you do this or you do that. And, and, and that's the biggest problem that we have with all of these 60 and 40 and 50-year uh, term individuals in there. And until that stops, until it stops, our country is going to go further and further because these people are not progressive in their thinking. They don't change. They figure, if you ever watch the news, we're always talking about what uh, Truman did, what uh, uh, Reagan did. Those people are gone. Their time or their time, it's another time. We must move forward instead of worrying about or trying to make things look exactly like what happened back when Lincoln and all these other people, that's over. That's what I tell the people in the church. Richard Allen is dead. He's gone. And if he could wake up, he'd probably slap all of y'all upside the head because you're all crooks. But the whole thing of it is is that we got to start, we, we must have these term limits. And to the point that they said, no, you when you get out in eight years, that's it as far as Washington, D.C. is concerned. If you want to run for governor, run for governor. You want to run for the school board, run for the school board. But you will not be able to run in Washington, D.C. and come to Washington, D.C. anymore. Some of those people have been there 40, 50, 60, 60 years. Come on, people. 80-some-plus years old. And they're just taking up space and occupying weight. That's number matter, you know. Just and earning it's, money. It's free oh, money. Oh, free yeah. money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and lifetime medical, lifetime medical that we don't have. Exactly. And gas and a credit card and all these other things that we don't quote unquote know nothing about. They yeah. don't have to be there for two years to four years in order to get 90% of their actual salary for retirement. We pay out. They're talking about Social Security. They get, we pay out more to past and present 
uh, uh, congressmen and house people than Social Security will ever see. That's true. And a lot, of, and a lot of these people are actually got still. Not only the president, we think only the president got bodyguards. There are a lot of these people, Secretary of State and others, that got bodyguards still. Mm-hmm. So, so we a lot of money. That never Just comes out. Money. Nobody ever talks about that. We're paying out way more money for all of them than we offer Social Security. So they're taking well, money for Social Security to pay themselves. Going to be on my mind next is this uh, 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 this taxes. I want to see Trump's taxes. Damn it! If I have to show my taxes, <laughs> I have to claim taxes. I want to see it. I'm sick of it. That's what's really on my mind. <laughs> Go ahead, old <laughs> That's Tell us how you really feel, mind. Joyce. Tell us how you really feel. That's it. Go ahead. But she's telling uh-huh. the truth. Uh, I keep coming to you to get us out of this, so I'm coming to you again, D. Help me out. Well, you know, James, I can't can't change the script Um, because everybody speaks the truth. You know, when it comes down to um, these presidents can't run no more than four years, but then when you got the revolving door of Congress in and out of Congress and the House, and then the appointees of, of the presidency uh, appoint these lifelong judges to the Supreme Court. Right. Uh, right. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It's all and, about. and no wonder Marco Rubio and the Ted Cruz slipped, you know, because they are career politicians. And, and so for them to side with the people would, would definitely uh, hurt their, their own interests. And, and livelihood, so um, uh, that's that's something to be noted. And another thing we need to know, right, not cutting in, let hold on one second, James. But it's another thing we need to know because you ahead. know I'm old and you don't forget by the time you come back. But we need to take note. See, okay. it's already jumped my mind. It's already jumped my mind already. <laughs> but. <laughs> Go take your commercial, man. <laughs> <My brain laughs> All right, we're gonna take a short break and we'll come right back. We got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our thing together, don't we? Isn't that nice? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really nice? I can easily feel myself slipping more and more away into that super world of my own. Nobody but you and me. We've got it together, baby. I 
Expectations of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman that does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but create my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those yet to dream to greatness. I am the mother of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth, igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. I am this woman that ascends the expectation of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. 
The woman who does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but creates my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those to dream. I am the woman of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth. Igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. Thoughts, Love, and Reflection by James T. Deshay. I am a gladiator. Despite what others choose to see, my life is determined by my selected steps. Regardless of the traps set by those who hate me, I am the master of my lifelong quest. It is my convictions and courage that will decide the success of my personal journey, not the dreamless limitations of those who refuse to see the greatness of my legacy. I walk not in the shadow of those who wish to be unnoticed. I stand tall in a crowded room of those who created their own path through life. I am driven to make noise where others wish to remain silent. I wear the suit of those who slew dragons and ruled kingdoms. I will not give in to the starless skies of those who see me as worthless and without meaning. I am a present-day gladiator, and I will have victory over the kingdom of my birthright. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Your voice can be heard loud and clear and without interruptions. Don't allow self-doubt to silence your dreams. Call 407-459-4827. That's 407-459-4827. Allow your dreams to take flight. Increase your quality of life and your monthly cash flow. Visit my website, www jamestdeshay.com that's www.jamestdeshay.com if you enjoy my poetry please hit the like button and subscribe I look forward to you becoming a part of my listening audience alright uh, Audrey what is your final thought for this evening Audrey, D, what is your final thought for this evening? Well, my final thought, James, is to let you know, man, that uh, I really, really, really appreciate your show. Uh, I appreciate your guests that you have. Uh, they all bring a special something to the show. And my final thought uh, is to encourage everyone to uh, understand that if we leave this earth and not 
take the time to get our younger people to understand uh, the importance of, of, of self-development and, and bettering oneself, then our time here on earth will be uh, totally wasted. Uh, but again, I, I like the montage about being the gladiator and, and the, uh, the montage of the women uh, exemplifying their, their greatness and their vigor. And I think your, your ladies on the show, the Fantastic Four has always demonstrated that. And uh, so, Jane, uh, keep doing what you're doing, man, and I, I love you, and I love your show, brother. Thank you. All right. Uh, Joyce, your final thought for this evening? Today is that I really, really, really enjoy uh, What's on Your Mind Tuesday. I'm looking forward to to this every Tuesday. It's such a refresher to, to, to the show. Secondly, uh, I agree with Dee. If we do not uh, expose and, and shape and mold our young people, we fail our mission on earth. So we, we really got to do our job and, 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 and really honor what we're here for. Thank you. All right. Pastor Smith, your final thought for this evening. Once again, uh, ditto to what uh, Cheryl and, and Dee have said, James. You, you, you really have been a a sounding board. Uh, we all have sounded off together, and you've you, you've been in a position and, and, and allowed us to be that, you know, mm-hmm. to, to sound off so that we can get a much much better idea and thought. It's not just one head; it's several heads together. And I do agree with them. I I think that my thought is that in our churches today. We should have been talking more about the Black Panther movie. Uh, it does have a lot of things that see, Christianity should be placed in all aspects of everything. And it has some points that we could have brought up in churches that really would have made the children sit up and take notice. And we missed, so far we've missed that opportunity. I'm not a pastor now, so I can't just jump up and say what I want to say. I talk to the pastor of the church that I go to, and, oh, yeah, that's a good, but that's about as far as it's probably going to go. You know, so that is that is my thing. D is right. If we don't do something, we're missing our whole purpose here on this earth. Each one teach one. We got to reach back and take one also. All right. Again, as always, guys, I want to thank you for your continued support. I want everybody out there in the sound of my voice to remember we're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday and Sunday, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. This is our time to galvanize ourselves and put ourselves in motion and make sure that the world knows that we are a a segment of society that has to be reckoned with. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thought, Love, and Reflection. God bless you, John. Help your children and 